Hi, I'm Stuart Whiting, and welcome to Recovery His Way. I'm here on the campus of His Way in Huntsville, Alabama, with the director, Tom Reynolds. Tom, good to have you. Good to be here. All right, uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what His Way is? Right. Well, His Way is a Christ-centered residential addiction recovery facility for men here in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, a guy comes in our program. He lives among us. He lives with us for six months uh, minimum, up to a year. And uh, during that time, there's a lot of educational things. And, and uh, we also help with a lot of training and that type of thing. First 30 days, they're just focused in our program, learning about recovery, addiction recovery, and overcoming alcoholism, drug addiction, those kind of things. And then after that, we help them get jobs and start transitioning back into their families, into the back into the world, back into productive um, citizenship and involvement in the community. Um, so that's kind of what we're about. I think one of the things that makes us unique, I guess a couple things that I think are important to understand about His Way when guys are living here, is that um, we have developed a very Christ-cultured community. Um, I know there's a lot of recovery programs and a lot of different ways to do recovery. There's medical models, there's you know the AA style of doing things, and there's obviously Christian programs. A lot of Christian programs um, tend to really kind of force feed to Christianity. And um, I really think what we've created here, what God's created among us is kind of a, a culture that kind of attracts people to Christianity instead of one that kind of forces, you know what I mean? It comes up in a lot of different fashions. I mean, people say often that, um, that this, you know, they just walk on the campus and they feel it, you know, that there's that sense of the love, the joy, the, the hope, had a guy the other day um, share about his testimony and said he'd been all the different programs. And we were actually, our, our guys were visiting another program um, that we do on a fairly regular basis. And the comment was made, you know, he looked at our guys while he was in the other program saying, well, those guys got something going on that I don't see anywhere else in terms of just the fellowship, the joy, the, the camaraderie and those kind of things. And so um, that's been a real blessing is to see that kind of culture obviously there's teaching that does that but also everything we do we try to really come from a biblical framework from a christ-centered framework in terms of how we deal with conflict how we deal with how we eat how we manage money um you know just every aspect of life is really focused in that and over time obviously it's built that kind of a climate for people to be a part of yeah so when i think when people hear that kind of description in recovery ministry the first follow-up question is probably going to be you know, well, how successful are you? What success rate and what does that look like? How do you respond to that kind of question? Well, um, you know, we've had, um, over the years that we've been doing this, we've had about nearly 800 guys come through our program. We've had, um, um, and their families and all the people associated. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of involvement, a lot of connection that happens there. Um, you know, statistically, we have about, um, that's almost 60% of our guys who come in the program, see it through to graduation. Um, but when we started this program, I felt like it was really important that we define success carefully because obviously relapses are a high probability in addiction, um, recovery, um, recovery rates in the country tend to be three to 10%. They, you know, cite recovery rates of mm -hmm. that nature. So the feeling of failure is going to become a natural possibility. And so, um, I felt like it was really important when we started this, that we define success carefully. Um, and so when we said what success is, success is sharing 
the gospel, sowing the seeds of true recovery in the lives of every person. And we believe whether they walk on the property for 10 minutes or whether they're here for a year, that they're having that experience. And so from that point of view, we really view ourselves having 100% recovery rates and, and success rates. So I imagine if, if that's really the case, if you're achieving that kind of seed sowing, then some of the guys who maybe don't make it the whole time or relapse, you're probably seeing those guys again because you've planted seeds and they know they're following back up. Is that Absolutely. Kind of, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that's been interesting to me in this journey, because it's pretty new to me, I wasn't like I was raised in this, so it's kind of a mm. new experience for me. The um, the guys come back here a lot and they, they um, even though they've been in a lot of different programs, coming back to his way matters to them. And I think because, I mean, while I sometimes feel like, <laughs> you know, the guys are you know, um, struggling and they're relapsing. You feel like, oh man, we just didn't do everything we could have done. Maybe we could have done something different. The the consistent response when they come back is, you guys did everything that I needed to do. I just didn't do what you taught me to do. And I had to be reminded, I had to be encouraged. One of the things I noticed when guys come back, they've grown a lot. They've matured a lot. Um, and I see real quickly that the seeds that were sown we're bearing fruit. They may not have got them everywhere they need to go. And it's going to take more and it's a process just like it is for any of us. It's not like we just get it the first time. It takes a long time sometimes to learn anything and really get it ingrained in our lives. So, um, but seeing them grow and seeing them mature, I realize that the guy that comes back isn't the same guy who left. And that as they continue that, that there is a success in the very nature of watching them mature and grow through the process of maybe coming back multiple times. Yeah. Um, you know, one word that always comes to my mind when I think of real frontline ministries like this is the word messy. And that I think it's easy for, um, you know, outsiders just to wonder, uh, what, well, are you doing the right thing or do, do you have the right answer? And uh, do you have the magic pill? And that's just not the way any of this works. No, not at all. Yeah. There is, there, you know, there is, I mean, no magic pill. There is no quick answer. And that's a challenge for addicts because addicts who typically went to magic pills yeah. to solve the problems that they were dealing with um, are looking for that magic pill that I'm just going to go to one meeting. I'm just going to do one thing. I remember I had a guy one time come to me who was having an addiction problem and uh, he was in ministry and he had lost his ministry because of that. And... Um, and so he came to me and uh, he wanted to get back into his ministry. And so um, he asked me, he said, you know, how, how much time would we need to be able to solve this? Um, and, I, and I said, well, of course, you know, we're talking about typically 12 steps, but we're talking about a lot more than that and that kind of stuff. I said, and typically our program is six months long. And he said, well, if I come every day and do all these things, can we do this in like three weeks, four mm -hmm. weeks, five weeks? I'm like, no. He said, well, how long is it going to take? And I said, a lifetime. It's going to take a lifetime. Right. And, it's, and that's the maximum, I mean, that's the maximum and minimum amount of time that's going to take because it's a process for us all. And um, learning that there's not some just magic pill, but learning how to walk out. You know, you think about our Christian lives. We became Christians. It's not like we just automatically figured it out from the get-go. We've had to grow and learn and we've matured together. We've known each other a long time. We've seen a lot of maturity in each other over that time and we'll continue to see it. We haven't arrived yet. And the same is true with anybody who walks through these doors. Yeah, and um, you know, you mentioned you didn't start out uh, in this 
uh, in this type of ministry. And so I'm curious, uh, how did you end up here at His Way? Right. Um, originally, of course, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, the wonderful, great Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. the Emerald City, Seattle. Um, I became a Christian as a student at the University of Washington and got involved in campus ministry originally. Um, did campus ministry for a number of years um, across the country. And I came to Huntsville um, in 1994 to preach for a church and to work in campus ministry. Um, after a couple of years, it was 1997, I believe, uh, met a man that came to our church through um, one of his daughter went to our church, came to our church, and uh, he was in recovery. And he was passionate about wanting to see the message of Christ shared in the context of recovery. So at that time, were there many recovery ministries in church circles? I knew you a little uh, bit at that yeah. time, but I don't remember. Yeah, no, not that I know of. In fact, I think it was, uh, I didn't know about Celebrate Recovery. I don't think that had started yet, which was has become a very um, significant Christian-based right. recovery ministry. AA, of course, was active. Um and, you know, all that when you look at it, one of the things that's interesting is is recovery ministry is rooted in um, in Christianity. I mean, even AA will go back to its roots and even the Oxford group and predecessors to AA, you know, go back very deeply yeah. into biblical roots. So all of it was coming from a Christian um, experience. But like a lot of things um, over time the um they become increasingly secular in order to appeal to the broader audiences and those kind of right. things which i understand that um and and our desire was to kind of how can we get back and really get a biblical christ-centered message into that and so we started what we called the bridge group in 1997. it was basically small group bible studies um formatted like AA meetings we followed the basic structure of an AA meeting except that the content of our conversation everything came from the scriptures came from biblical precedents and biblical ideas and the Jesus focused type of deal so that's kind of what we um did and how we operated initially when we started those and they met a couple times three times a week okay so how many often and so what do you how how effective is do you see that kind of you know a couple time a week meeting you know where does that fall on the spectrum of, you know, being effective for addressing these kind of needs? Right. Well, one of the things I found in that, you know, I was, I was used to having been in ministry, kind of the typical church schedule, you yeah. know, so you go to church on Sundays, you, you know, have maybe um, classes certain times, you have small groups, you might have one-on-one -on -one things, but typically you're meeting with somebody usually once a week at the most um, and having, you know, a time with them, maybe an hour or two kind of time and that kind of thing. And so that's what we were doing with the bridge group. Um, but obviously what we found quickly was that the requirements and the demands were a lot greater than that. Um, you know, you know, we say, Hey, we're going to meet at this place. And they're like, well, how do I get there? I don't have a car. You know, mm. where do I stay? Because I don't know where to live. Um, I don't have food, you know, <laughs> all these things become issues. And so, you know, it's like, Oh, we have a meeting for you. You know, you can do twice a week and you learn quickly that there's a lot more needed than that. And so, um, later on, when we came to open up a residential facility, I really saw how we could really meet the complete comprehensive needs of a person through that. Um, not that small groups and things aren't a great beginning point to introduce. And some people, maybe the, their addiction hasn't taken them into the, the deepest throes of things yet. They haven't lost everything yet. And so a meeting might be a good thing. You know, obviously AA meetings are all over the the world and uh, and meet those needs. But I think for a lot of people, residential issues, career issues, marriage issues, parenting issues, 
financial issues are all a big part of what happens as a product of addiction. Yeah, it seemed my experience uh, growing up in Christian circles was our way of solving problems is usually to have another meeting or to have another class. And we all certainly understand the importance of being rooted in the, in the text and having good instruction. Mm-hmm. But the way you're describing the kinds of challenges that you're, uh, we're having to face with addicts that were looking for recovery mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily the first starting point was a class, a, a Bible class even. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of times. And, and the fundamental thing that really helps is the most significant. And I've seen it for 14 years here at His Way. And I saw it for you know 10 years or so before that with the bridge group. And I've seen it in the church for 40 years is relationships. Mm. That's really the key is, is helping people connecting with people and helping them connect with a relationship with God through Jesus Christ is always the answer. And um, so whatever you're doing, whether it's teaching a class, whether it's eating with somebody, whether it's taking them to work or networking into a job or whatever, it's always about the relationship. It's always about that interface with people that ultimately is going to be the thing that's making the difference in people's lives. Yeah. So with the residential setup here, then uh, you have the opportunity to interface uh, all throughout the day and even into the evening and in a much more comprehensive way than just touching them a couple times a week. And, you know, it sounds like that would be a model that comes from scripture, right? From scripture is a daily interaction of a community of believers and how that can really change the world as it did in Acts. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, I was just teaching that um, in my class. I teach an eight o'clock class every morning on this, on the Bible and, and particularly on Jesus. And we were looking through the last part of my series is looking at the church and what that church should look like. Mm-hmm. And most often what I get is we just read through the scriptures and talk about what does this look like is the guys who many of them don't have any biblical or church experience at all will say, this looks like his way. <laughs> right. You know? These are the people who are getting together every day. They're involved. They're sharing their things as they have need. They're helping each other in every way they possibly can. This looks like what we experience at His Way every day. And it can change their lives forever, which is uh, which is what you're here for. That's exactly right. Well, um, you said you brought up that His Way's been here for 14 years mm-hmm. or so. And I guess there's been a lot of uh, ups and downs and twists and turns. What are right. some of the key events and turning points in that time? Well, <laughs> there's been a lot. Um, but you know, I, I got involved originally, um, I helped kind of, um, broker, I guess, people coming together and starting this. I was actually involved in something else at the time. I was volunteering out here, coming out here to teach some, getting people together who had property that they could use, passion to do it and that kind of thing and and bring them together. And I was involved in kind of mentoring that process and back in 2007 when we started. So that, so his way didn't necessarily start from a group of maybe church planters or you know administrators saying what's the next thing that we want to right. do. Right. Actually, actually, this whole thing got started um, because one of the guys who went through the bridge group um, um, went through our program and um, unfortunately got involved in some other um, drug-related things and having to go to jail and went through some recovery for himself. Came back to Huntsville. And said, you know, I went through a program that really helped, was helping me, and I want to create that same kind of thing here in Huntsville. And there wasn't really anything like that here. Um, we had a, um, another um, older gentleman who um, had a property that he had just acquired and was looking for some way to use it in a positive way. And so it was really those two guys just coming together and um, and working together to start this. 
Um, and uh, that's how we got started. And so um, I was involved volunteering originally. And then um, a few months in, the uh, board um, asked me if I wanted to come on full time and come alongside and uh, help provide uh, more of the, the financial support in terms of and the, the educational support and the structure and, and those kind of things. And so um, that's what I did. I had really no idea what I was doing. And uh, it was kind of overwhelming. It was definitely overwhelming um, in getting here and realizing that going past being in ministry where you're just kind of interfacing with people, like we've said, you know, in a class or whatever, all of a sudden you're moving, you're moving in and you're in a house with them and you have to deal with plumbing issues with them and you have to deal with eating issues with them and you have to deal with transportation issues with them <clears throat> and roommate issues and, you know, all kinds of things. Plus, you know, create a curriculum and those kind of things was quite a daunting task initially. You know, uh, you're reminding me of a conversation we had back in the time before you started his, his way in a lunch. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, I asked you, are you looking for another preaching position? Are you kind of in between uh, ministry positions? And he said, you know, I'm, I don't really want to stand up and have people just come hear me. I want to go find people and be a ministry mm -hmm. to them. And I'm not sure if you knew that this was on your horizon, but it sounds like you, God answered your prayer there. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, totally. I mean, you know, it's been the greatest blessing in my life. I really believe that everything I've gone through in terms of my own personal life experience, my ministry training experience, um, all has kind of led me to a culmination of this. I think this is the thing that um, all this was working to do. Um, I feel like uh, my training, my own personality, my character, my own um, life experience has kind of all led me to this. However, um, you know, I've never had a substance abuse problem myself, which is unique in this environment. Typically, most people who lead programs like this, you know, have their own recovery story that they had a struggle with it, and then they wanted to kind of give back and start it. And so it's kind of unique um, to find people who never really had the problem um, get involved. Um, but I really found have found it um, great fulfillment in it. Yeah, and the staff here, you have a, you certainly have a mix of of both those who have had a struggle and those who have not, but you have a number of graduates of the program who are on staff here. Right. And it seems like they give a great deal of um, guidance and leadership and mentorship and showing there's a way forward. For right. And I think it's really important. What I found, um, and I really believe this, is that um, people who have the substance abuse struggle and those who have not coming together really make a perfect team. Um, you know, part of the problem with any self-help group in general is that that group tends to have the same problem. So they also have kind of insidious within it, kind of their own weaknesses that they all share. And so they can kind of undermine themselves in some ways without having some people who don't have that as well. So being able to balance those two things, I really think is, is critically important. Of course, I've worked hard at trying to understand the addict's life experience so I can connect with it in the best way, because that's really been my passion is connecting. Um, but also, yeah, the fact that we have a lot of staff who graduated this program and have worked, lived in this. I mean, all of our staff that work with the guys, um, by and large, are graduates of our program. So they know the program as a resident. Um, they know the frustrations of what a Saturday can be like or what this is like or that's like. And they've been there and done that. And so they can really bring that to any of the current residents. And so that's been a great um, balance that we've had. All right. So 
maybe not do the full history, but you start with a, a house, I'm guessing eight or 10 guys or so. Correct. And now, you know, I look around and there's uh, four dorm houses and a big office and meeting. And how, how, what are some of the big things that moved uh, through that process of growing? Right. Um, yeah, originally, you know, we started with one house. Fortunately, it was, it was a fairly good sized house because it had been a small um, uh, nursing home. And so, um, you know, it was already designed kind of in dormitory style and that kind of thing. It wasn't your typical residential house. So um, we had space to grow um, up to about 16 people within the property that we had already. Um, but we, st you know, we, st we, when I first came, we had a good number of people and we quickly saw it decline because we actually started imposing rules and expectations on people and people started leaving pretty quickly. But we got down, so we got down to a pretty small group of eight or nine people and we started moving forward again. Um, over the years, um, as it grew, um, our next door neighbor, one time, I mean, actually the house we're sitting in right now, um, they contacted us and the, the lady was moving into a retirement home and they wanted as a family to um, sell the house. And so they asked if we wanted to buy it. And so we were like, sure, you know, and so we were able to expand over to this house, which I was hoping would become more residential space because that was our biggest concern was creating more space for guys to come and get help. But we were also, we had no classroom space. We had no office space and those kind of things. We ended up using this building initially for um, offices and classes so that the other original building could be purely for um, residential and eating. And then, um, and then over time, we decided to build a dorm. In 2013, we built our first dorm ourselves that we just styled the way we thought would be best. And um, then um, eventually um, another neighbor offered us um, their property and uh, we were able to acquire that home as well. So um, it's been kind of an evolution. It wasn't like we started with some kind of big master plan. It's been God opening doors, closing doors. We've tried different things that we thought we wanted to do that haven't come to fruition. So we've continued to just kind of be patient and trust that God's leading this and God's opening the doors he wants to go through. And he always seems to apply the, uh, um, supply the resources that need to be to meet those opportunities when they come. All right. Well, um, thanks for sharing uh, with us today. Uh, I know we're going to sit down uh, a lot going forward. I'm looking forward to really discussing forward a lot to. more right. about what recovery looks like, what addiction is. I think a lot of us have a picture in our mind if we haven't been involved and um, in, in what time I've spent here, I've seen, man, that, that there's not a one size fits all. There's not one picture you should have in your mind of what an addict is or even what their struggles are. And there's a whole spectrum. So I'm looking forward to delving into some of that as we continue on and all the other aspects of what it means to have a Christ-centered uh, recovery model. And I uh, really appreciate what you've built here, though, along with a lot of other help, I know. Absolutely. And uh, But the fact that you're willing to step out not knowing what to do next, but just to trust the spirit. And it's pretty, pretty amazing what's here. So thanks. Well, thank you, Stuart. It's been good to be here. If you would like any more information about His Way, we invite you to go to our website at hiswayinc.org.